Hello and Merry Christmas from everyone at View from the Ninian. It's a trip to Selhurst Park to face Crystal Palace next for Cardiff City and we're looking forward to that game with our very own Beth and Phillips and getting the opposition preview from Jay from the Eagles Beak. Enjoy. It's Beth and Phillips, hello. Hi Scott, how are you doing? Yeah, it's not too bad, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Fingers crossed now we, we get um, some good good festive games, um, you know, against Palace and Spurs. So we see what happens there. Yes, yeah. Obviously the, the festive season didn't get off to the best of starts on Saturday. A 5-1 loss to, to Manchester United. You were at the game. What did you make of it? Yeah, it was a, it was a bit gutting, to be honest. Uh, before the game, I, it, it felt like an FA Cup FA Cup match, to be honest, because... You know, such a, a good team, regardless of of what's um, gone on with with the managers, the players that they've got, the individual quality. I remember seeing the team sheet be- before the game, and I thought, oh goodness, uh, that's going to be a tough one. But yeah, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I, I was just gifted. We give away a free kick in, you know, in the second minute. So three minutes in, we we're already one down, and unfortunately, it became apparent quite quite soon after that, uh, it was just not going to be our day at all. And they they just, well, they, they did run over on, on us uh, qu- quite well, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there, there were occasions that, and I think for one of the first times this year, perhaps against Manchester City, the same, it just felt like men against boys, didn't it? And just, we were, we were always one step behind them, always sort of chasing their shadows. And it was just, I think it's just one of those days that, as fans, as Car City as a club, we've, we've kind of just got to write off. They're not the games that are going to keep us up this season, <laughs> are they? So, you know, we'll have to turn our attention to, to the next few games and hope to get, get some points there. But um, obviously Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was, was back in Cardiff and um, didn't get the best of receptions at the start of the game, did he? But it was a shame, no. a shame almost that, that it went that way because... You know, particularly from uh, from my point of view, having published an article saying how bad he was going to be earlier in the week, and then he goes and wins wins five one. I'm sure we'll get plenty of stick for that. Um, but we almost it was similar to the Leicester game, wasn't it? In a way that the narrative was going to go a certain way, and we almost played into that that hands a bit. Yeah, definitely. That's um, that's quite a good bit of analysis there. Really, a great article, by the way. Um, and I agreed with with many points there, but. <laughs> Thanks. You, you, you're completely right. I think it's the context of of the match, and my biggest concern before the match wasn't necessarily how we play, um, you know, physically. It was more about that mentality. And for you know, for the boys, we are quite inexperienced in the sense of of these big games. We have got some players that have had experience of of some big games previously, but you know when. When when we're up against um, the likes of United or, or any Premier League team, I should say, really, but especially Man United, um, I, th- I think we just kind of, I think we just crumbled under under the pressure. We knew that the the football world was watching, even you know, in, in both games against against Leicester and and United, everyone was watching, and we knew that everyone was going to have their say. We were live on TV as well, and. Unfortunately, like you said, um, just I think I think we lack composure in these in these big games, uh, and we just seem to just just crumble. And but I think you're right. We've got some some big games coming up, especially Crystal Palace um, on Boxing Day, and 
you are right to say that just like Man City, unfortunately, Saturday, it just we could see very, very quickly that it just wasn't going our way. And unfortunately, it's about taking yourself up. It's not always great to concede five at home, but it's more about keeping that mentality. I think the fans were fantastic as well. You know, I probably can't mm-hmm. say the words that we used in um, in that song at the end, you know, with five one. Five one down with Cardiff City, we're staying up. Um, uh, and I think that that is, you know, we've got to keep that mentality now, pick ourselves up on, onto Palace and then a, a massive home game, which I'm sure will be, you know, a, a, a good day um, on New Year's Day. So just got to keep going, really. Yeah, one of the things that on keeping going that disappointed me on Saturday was after a couple of goals, once we've conceded, so many heads seem to drop. I mean, I think there was a, one of the goals, mm. Patterson just booted the ball away at kick-off. And to be fair, the only the only person that was trying to sort of jeer up the, the team and make sure heads wouldn't drop was Harry Arter. And, mm-hmm. and we've seen that a lot this season already, haven't we? His, his mentality and his experience in these moments with, with Bournemouth yeah. is showing. And he's been such a key player, you know, with the ball at his feet and, and playing, but also mentally as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you are right. In in many games, he's he's one of the very few players, if if not, I guess the only player that has had um, a lot of experience in in the Premier League and also playing at a club like Bournemouth. Um, in in their first few seasons after promotion, they were obviously wanting to to make sure that they stayed up. So he he knows the nitty gritty element of of the Premier League and, and what's required um and I mean you know my opinion on, on after I think he's he's absolutely fantastic probably my favorite player of of the squad um this season but you are right I thought for me personally I was gutted when we conceded that fifth goal because um I, I, I've got so much so, so much time for Solbamba um but unfortunately it was a case of heads dropping, you know, we were just like, what What was he doing there? And, you know, we conceded five. Um, so that that was really, um, you know, I guess the icing on the cake of a bad day at yes. the Cardiff City Stadium. Yeah, the positive, I suppose, and I think Warnock said this in his post-match conference, was if he said to us at the start of the season, we'd get to Christmas Day outside of the relegation zone. We've done that and you've got to be pleased with that, regardless of... You know, the poor results on Saturday, that is a mm-hmm. positive and you've got to hand it to the players. Um, obviously, it's a big game on Boxing Day. Big game mm-hmm. for the next three games. We've got Palace, Leicester on the 29th and Spurs on New Year's Day. Yeah. Three big games. But Palace, away, we've not done well away from home this season. Palace also haven't been in great form. I think they're, they're struggling down uh, near the relegation zone. They're 14th mm-hmm. at the moment, not too far away from, from where we are. Yeah. But obviously they've come off the back of that fantastic away oh, win yeah. at Manchester <laughs> City and their confidence will be on a high after that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think everyone was absolutely flabbergasted. Um, I, I was in the pub actually, um, you know, before the game and seeing that result come in and we were all like, gee whiz, you know. So they, they really, they stunned everyone. And you're right, that that's, you look at us, we just lost 5-1 they've beaten um you know the champions so i think it's it's going to be a difficult game uh they'll be well up for it they've got chelsea then after that that's a, that's a massive game for them as well um so it, it's going to be tricky i think 
you know, we've spoken a lot in 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 this um in this interview here about mentality and many of you know Cardiff fans are hoping that we can break this mentality of going away. Um, mm-hmm. We've not managed to kind of to kind of you know we've not we've not won away from home so far this season and it, it Sellers Park will be a difficult place to go. There's no question there. I think. Um, you know, they can generate a great atmosphere. And it's it's just like Watford, you know, they'll be looking at this game and wanting to take three points from Cardiff. So it's now let's, you know, let's get let's get cracking and, and, and see if we can pick something up. But we've also mentioned the positives. Um and I'm I'm very glad you mentioned, you know, we're not we can't a city, we're not in um, the relegation zone going into Christmas, which is fantastic. But I think also I've got to mention, Camaras says uh, penalty against Man United. Um, absolute, Unreal, yeah. absolute cracker. So it, you know, that's one box tick. We've got a, we've got a decent uh, penalty taker there, and I think um, he's he's continuing to to impress me um, in a Cardiff shoot. So, you know, that that's one positive. Um, but we we see what happens when when we go go away to to Sellers Park. It will be a tough one, um, but. We got to get into them and and try and bring a point or three points home. Yeah, like I said, it'll be tough. Um, Palace haven't been in the the best of form this season, but their home form hasn't been too bad. You know, they beat Burnley and Leicester at home in their last two home games. So that, with our struggling away form, means that it mm-hmm. could be could be a difficult game for Cardiff. Obviously, in this Christmas festive period, his is renowned for its sort of busy schedule, and um, we haven't got the the best sort of depth of quality in the squad, but Warnock's going to have to rotate over the festive period, isn't he? I mean, players like Arthur and and Patterson that that perhaps struggle with with recurring injuries and fitness, you know, mm. playing them constantly is going to going to ruin them, and, and we're going to lose them later on in the season. So I think this this is a time with games in so many quick quick uh, succession that that he's going to mm. have to rotate. One of those that he may rotate might be Kenneth Sahur, whilst he came on against United and and looked promising. I think a lot of people were impressed by by how he did come on. Do you think it's time for the likes of him to come back into the side? Yeah, definitely. I mean, to be honest, I I, I don't actually think it's a bad thing to be rotating um, because we have got some players who will will want to make sure that they are um showing the boss what what they can do so it's going to be a good um a good time for players to you know be able to show show the manager what what they can do um but you're right it's it's going to be interesting to see how um how we fare with a quick succession of games because so far, we've not really had that um in the premier league in the championship yes the, there are a lot more games, um, and it is, you know, a, a very physical league. But you, you look at the the likes of United players on on Saturday. I think fitness levels in in this league is um, is is quite remarkable. So it'd be interesting to see how we do. I think you're right; there will have to be rotation. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. And it, it was good to see um, Big Ken start. Uh, sorry, come on 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 Saturday. Um, and I'm sure he'll want to be, you know, showing his critics that that he can can cope in this league. And um, and, and fingers crossed, you know, he'll, he'll he'll do his best and 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 get a goal, hopefully. 
Yeah, my my one worry with that is that uh, he does well in the next couple of games, and then the club and fans think mm, maybe we don't need a striker in January. Maybe <laughs> Zahor is uh, is the man to sort of get the goals, and then you know the transfer window shuts, and uh, suddenly we're thinking we actually need a striker. But Beth, yeah, I, please, we need a striker. <laughs> yes, yeah. Beth, I know you, you you've got to shoot off. So two things before um, before you go off. One is score prediction. The Boxing Day? Um, three talk out of City. Optimist, I like that. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to be slightly more pessimistic. I'm going for a 1-1 draw, which I'll take away from home, I think. I'll take, I'll take that as well, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, last thing, Beth, obviously it's, it's Christmas Day tomorrow, so Merry Christmas to you. But as a Cardiff City fan, if you could ask Santa for one thing this Christmas, what would it be? First away win of the season. Come on. <laughs> Perfect. Well, hopefully but, um, hopefully you've been on the nice list, Beth, and uh, yes, he'll yeah, give yeah. that to you. Well, mer- Merry Christmas to you, and of course, Merry Christmas to um, to everyone who listens to, to the podcast as well, from you know from all of us here at View from the Ninian. So let's hope so now we, we get some some good uh, good victories or, or you know results over the festive period. And, um, and fingers crossed we go into 2019 as well. Um Still, still powering on in the Premier League and uh, keeping above that relegation zone. Yes, perfect. Well, thanks, Beth. Enjoy your day tomorrow. Thanks very much. All the best. Well, as always at View from the Ninian, we try to get the view from the opposition. And this week, we're joined by Jay from the Eagles Beak. Hi, Jay. Good evening, Scott. How's it going? Yeah, very good, thank you. Uh, particularly after the weekend, uh, very happy going into Christmas at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, all good. Oh yeah, that I mean, that's the obvious place to start. You you said just before we hit record that you know you kind of viewed it as a, as a free hit, expecting to to go to Man City away from home, especially and, and get sort of comprehensively beaten. But mm-hmm. you surprised everyone. I think it was the shock result of the weekend by beating them three two. How was the game? You know, from a Palace point of view, um, all positive. Yeah, I mean, we, we ruined a few accumulators at the weekend, us and Leicester. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure that was the case. Uh, a few people were uh, uh, saying a few words about us. But yeah, I mean, it was, it, it's one of those things um, where you, you... I'm sure a lot of teams go to the Etihad and, and don't expect much out of it. I'm, I'm sure the players don't. I'm sure the players kind of go there expecting to you know, try and do something, be that team to you know, cause a shock result. But as a fan... I think we're we're guilty of thinking that those games are a free hit. If we get anything out of them, then 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 generally it's uh, you know it, it's fantastic to take a point. Uh, but getting a win like we did, uh, you know, brilliant. I mean, the, the, it's been a fixture that hasn't really been kind to us over the years. I mean, the last two years we've lost five nil, so it's kind of been our annual thrashing uh, of the season, pretty much. And it's For so many sort of time the same as well. Exactly, yeah, and it's been um, it's been a similar sort of time of year that we've had to go to the Etihad. At a similar time last year, uh, and, and we got spanked five nil. But but this year was a bit different. I mean, you know, nobody gave us a hope, including us fans. I think you know a lot of fans went up there uh, thinking uh, you know we'll we'll go and you know follow follow the team like we do week in week out as you do as a, as a football fan. Um, City took a lead, and you kind of think you know here we go. Um, quite early on as well, I think it was after about a quarter of an hour. Um, but I think the biggest um, thing was that you know if it, if it had gone on a little bit longer with them one nil up and us not getting a, a reply back, then it could have been uh, a hatful again. But you know we replied, we responded really quickly and and, and very quickly went two nil up, so two one up, sorry, and um, 
And I think it kind of shocked them a little bit. And getting that third goal was crucial. I mean, the penalty, um, going 3-1 up at City, I think at 2-1 it, it could have been you know, a, a little bit uh, squeaky pom time as the second half went on. If they'd have got an equaliser, then they'd have probably gone on to win it. But I think, yeah, we pulled one out of the bag there. We, we've we've shown a few performances this season where, you know, we're capable, we've got the players, you know, we shouldn't be where we are. I, I hate that saying, you know, we are we are where we are in a, in, in a Premier League for, for a reason and we've yeah. not been getting those results, you know, through one thing or another. Um, I, I don't believe all the hype around, you know, we shouldn't be where we are or, you know, this, this, that and the other. But, you know, face facts, we are. Um, we picked up a few points recently. We, we beat Burnley at home. We beat Leicester at home. We had a couple of defeats in with that as well. But um, but it's fantastic, Christmas present, wasn't it? To go to City, any, any team that goes and does that. Um, and, and the way that we did it as well, I mean, fantastic goal. I mean, the first goal was very good from Jeff Schlapp, to be honest. It was really well yeah. worked. Um, and then the Townsend goal was just, you know... Uh, I, we, normally, I think I tweeted yesterday, we normally, when you watch a goal of the season competition at the end of the season it's normally goals against Palace we see um, we're wishing so many goals like that against us but we you know the last few weeks we, we've actually scored three of our own um, and that one just topped it yesterday and it's, it's a great uh, sorry on Saturday it was a really good feeling to you know obviously beat the uh, the reigning champions like we did it's uh, not many teams can go go up there and uh, say they've done that which is you know which we're very pleasing yeah, I mean that that Townsend goal was just. I watched a match of the day this morning, and one of those goals, you know, almost like a cartoon. Your jaw just drops, and it's just yeah, exactly. You, just, you couldn't hit it. Couldn't have hit yeah. it any better. But when you, you said, and it is a bit of a cliche, like you said, you know, we we're not where we not, we don't deserve to be where we are. Almost, or we're too yeah. good. We're too good for that. But I mean, that goal kind of um, when I was watching it, made me think, God, Palace actually really do have quite a few good players. You know, on on paper, the right Townsend, Zaha. Um, the uh, Milivojevic is it in midfield? Milivojevic, uh, yeah, yeah. Max Myers came in and, and done well. And on paper, you you really do have some talented players, don't you? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I completely agree. And again, I don't buy into all that. You know, we shouldn't be where we are. I, mean, I think teams are where they are for a reason. It's it's one of my big bugbears when you hear fans of teams in a championship say, "Oh, we're too big for the championship. We deserve to be in a Premier League." Well, you're in championship for a reason, so yeah. you know, uh, get over it, sort of thing. And it's the same for us. You know, it's frustrating. It's been frustrating to watch because we do have a talented players. Uh, you mentioned there, Zaha Myers come in. Um, he's been dealt with uh, yeah, kick gloves a little bit since he joined us in the summer, but he's he's worked his way into the team and he, he's really playing well. Um, Townsend, you know, such a hard worker, but he's one of those players which you know we need we need goals from. Um, and he and he's really weighed in the last few weeks with that, and uh, obviously two stunners as well. Um, it's one of those ones. He, every time we watch it, it, it just gets better every time we watch it because it's such a good volley, um, and just completely out of the blue as well. I think that somebody said to me yesterday, I've been trying to do it on FIFA for for, for ages, but it's even <laughs> it's even difficult to do it on uh, when you're playing FIFA. But yeah, we, we do have the players. We've just struggled through goals, through scoring goals, having a striker that can. Score goals. We had Benteke come in a couple of years ago. He scored 17 Premier League goals in his first season, and we think, great, you know, we've got that player that we can use as a focal point. Yeah. But since then, you know, last year was uh, was a nightmare for him. I think he only scored two or three goals, um, and we really struggled for for a striker that um, you know can score goals. But it, you know, face facts, it's gold dust to have a striker that can do that in the Premier League. I mean, we're not the only club that that, that struggles with that. If you can, if you can spend. Well, you'd be spending a fortune, wouldn't you, on, on if you if you could have a striker that's proven to come in and score you twenty goals yeah. in the season. It's you know everybody wants one of those, and it's you know it's not as easy as fans say. Oh, we need to go out and get a striker. 
you know, whether you get them from overseas, you know, from Europe, there's no guarantee they're going to settle. If you get them from the championship, there's no guarantee they're going to make the step up. So, yeah, the, the only the only real area that we struggle with is is a striker situation. We've got a couple of strikers which, you know, Roy doesn't really favour because he keeps playing Townsend and Zaha as, as the front two or, or just Zaha as a front one and we have two strikers on the bench. Yeah, we're struggling because Conor Wickham's been out of uh, out injured for two years, um, which which has been tough. Uh, and obviously Ben Teke's out injured until the new year now. So um, while it's working with Zaha and Townsend, you know, it doesn't always work. You know, we, we've, we've been on, we've had a couple of losses, you know, with them playing because they're not natural strikers. That's the problem. They're not, they don't, uh, they don't lead the line as, as, a, as a natural striker does. They don't have that natural goal scoring instinct. Um, that will, we'll take the, you know, the, the goals like Townsend scored on Saturday all day. Um, but that's not going to happen every week. We need those player, a player to, you know, just be in a six-yard box and you know find that goal with a toe poke or whatever that normal strikers do. So that's that's the main area we struggle with, and it is a it is a big struggle because while we've got a good back line, they can only hold out for so long. You know, you create a chances and they're not going in. It it, it tends to you know come back on a defence, and if you know if they make a mistake, that one goal, and we've lost by um, the odd goal a fair bit this season through through that very reason, we've just not put the chances away. Yeah, it, Saturday's game might very well be. Um... Be a slightly drab game with, with neither team perhaps playing a natural striker up front, with, with Palace's mm. wingers up front and Cardiff playing a right back up front. So yeah. uh, perhaps we shouldn't expect too many goals. You, you mentioned there about um, you know mistakes can cost you, and, and mm. do you think that's been the biggest problem this season? You know, it hasn't been perhaps the the start to the season or, or at the midway point now that the Palace perhaps should have had. Um, is it mistakes that cost you? Performances have been poor. What do you think it's been? I think it's been a real mixture. I, I think ultimately, I think the biggest problem we have is that we haven't had a striker to finish the top. We've created chances, not a problem, but we just haven't had that person or, or, or players who can just naturally get on the end of them. Um, and then that obviously weighs heavy on a defence. You know, for 90 minutes, a, a defence can play really well and hold out, you know, another team. But it, if it's just one, you know, one mistake that's made and it ends up being a goal, um, I, I, a perfect example of that would be Wolves at home. You know, Wolves were terrible in the first half. We we battered Wolves in that first half with you know chances, opportunities, and we just couldn't get on the end of it to score a goal. They had one chance in the second half and scored, um, and then they um, battened down the hatches and they won one nil. They they left Sellers with you know a, a one goal result, which was fantastic for them. Really frustrating for us because if if we'd have had somebody up front that could have got on the end of at least one of those chances if we got if we'd have actually gone one nil up in that game um you know we, we could have won it comfortably because of the way we were playing um but you know conceding that goal when we did you know the hedge dropped and it was really hard to to break down that back line and that's kind of similar to some of the other defeats that we've had we, you know we've played well in in patches but we've really struggled to put the ball in there even though we've created you know a fair few chances whether it's midfield getting forward and like I said already that you know Wilf and and, and Andros just aren't natural strikers you know they won't get into the six yard box and, and be there arrive for the ball and, you know they'll be a little bit further out in the penalty area not you know just just not be there and won't lead the line they won't threaten the defenders as as a Benteke would or as, as a Wickham would and you know really put them through a physical battle um, you know they would that they would be completely different and, and run at them with their you know their skill and their speed and you know it's it's completely different. We're just crying out for somebody that can just be there and 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 kind of lead the line and be in the box when when they need to be and you know whether they're getting on the end of it and scoring or not it's you know it creates chances for others even if they're just putting themselves about which which is a real really big problem for us. But 
you know, we, we've we've got results. We're on eighteen points now. We, you know, there there are there are signs that we we in an into the new year we could either have Benteke back, Wickham back, and and you know those two strikers are very similar in themselves. They're they're big burly strikers who can, you know, if they're not scoring, they can create a problem for that defence. I mean, admittedly, I've uh, not watched too much Palace. It's been largely on sort of match of the day. Um, mm. But what struck me almost almost every week on there is that um, perhaps the reliance on Zaha is maybe a bit too strong. But teams, he is your danger man. An opposition mm. seems to really target him and try and take him out of the game. And, and he gets frustrated of that a, a, a lot, doesn't he? But when teams do take Zaha out of the game or, or sort of nullify his threat, do you suffer from that? It's a, it's a really good point. I mean, we the biggest problem we've had is that we we've not been able to win without Zaha, but which we actually did last week against Leicester. Um, so so that we won't be hearing that stat again when he's missing. Um, you know, which is which is really good. But it, it, there's no denying he gives us something extra when he plays. I mean, he didn't have an amazing game against City on Saturday, but you know the the one or two influential moments that he had um you know were, were during the build-up to to a couple of the goals i mean that first goal where he it, it's it's underrated a lot of the media didn't pick it up but the way he just plucked that ball out yeah out wide uh, when the ball was uh, put up to him um that, that created that you know that move forward um was just ridiculous i mean it's if it was somebody like De Bruyne doing that or, or David Silva or Sane, it, it, you know, it, it would have been talked about for a while, but it was just, yeah. you know, kind of went, we're missing. He does those sorts of things. But the other thing is he does have, he does have, you know, two or three players on him, which create space for others whenever he's playing. So, you know, it does free up, uh, you know, other players in the side where, you know, when he's playing, even if he's not playing to, his, to the best of his ability, but he's just, he's just got better. Since he's come back from United and, and, uh, you know, he's been given a new lease of life at Palace. He's comfortable at Palace. You know, he knows that uh, he, he's kind of the you know the number one. He's, he's a big fish in a small pond. You know, rather than being at a top club, um, I, I I think he was I think he was wrong to come out and say what he said um, after I can't remember what game it was now. I think it was after the Huddersfield game. He was interviewed, very frustrated at about the treatment he gets. I mean, we watch him week in week out, and he does get you know some tough treatment and. You know, referees don't particularly call a lot of the fouls, which creates a frustration for him. I mean, he was targeted by City on Saturday um, a fair bit, and he was booked for for dissent. Um, but I just wish, and it's not just you know, Will. For I me, mean, some of the challenges that you know some of the top players do, the skillful players, you know, get marked out of the game. And I understand you know football tactics and, and, and stuff like that. I mean, I have to say we kind of did a little bit of that against City last season at home towards the end of, towards the end of the year uh, when we got a nil nil draw, but. Um, you know, you want to see the best players playing football, really. Um, yeah. And, and I, I want to see Palace playing against the best players, you know, in in, in the world. And it, it's great to see us take on some of the best uh, best footballers in the world. Um, and I just wish Wilf would play with a bit more of a smile on his face, and enjoy his football, because that would irritate the opposition a lot more than um, you know seeing him getting frustrated. I think that's what they want, yeah. um, and that's why they target him. That's why they pull the shirt and the little niggles on him. Um, he's such a skillful player that he's better than that, and uh, you know I just wish that you know he did he did you know kind of just just get on with the game a little bit. It's a man's game. Um, he does get some tough treatment. Um, you know if 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 the refs saw what they saw on a regular. But I think the biggest thing is that he he was on the end of a really tough challenge at Watford earlier in the season, which kind of started all this. It was in the fourth minute. 
Um, it was a, it was a stud down the back of his Achilles, which could have been a horrible injury. Um, and that should have been a straight red. And, and there was a challenge a couple of weeks after that, which led to his comments being made. Um, I think you know Roy's probably kind of spoken to him since, and and, and maybe said to him, well, and the, and and the rest of the players kind of stick up for him a little bit more as well. But end of the day, if somebody's going to you know try and do that in a game, then um, you know there's not a lot you can do about it, and it's down to the referees and you know, officials to, to to do something about it. But he's a special talent, and we see him week out, week in, week out. And if you're if you're a really good player, you're going to get a lot of that treatment wherever you play. Yeah, I'd imagine uh, knowing knowing Neil Warnock, you'll you'll get more of that treatment <laughs> on on Saturday. Warnock, obviously a former Palace manager. Yeah. What What's the view of him in within Selhurst Park, and will he get a good reaction on Saturday, on Boxing Day, or, or will he get a bit of stick from the fans? Very mixed. I, I think I, I think there's there's a big mixture of how fans feel about Warnock. Um, for me, I, I I like the guy. He's a character. Um, you know, he's he, he's one of a, a very few managers left in the game now who, you know, just 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 say what he say what he see, says what he sees. You know, he, he thinks something, sees something, and, and and he says it. You know, there's no hiding. You, you know where you stand with Warnock. Um, as to whether he's going to get a good reception, I'm hoping he does. You know, he's had two spells at Palace. You know, some fans have a real real hatred of him for, for whatever reasons they've got their own beliefs as to that but to be honest I mean you know his first stint at Palace yeah, he ended up leaving the club uh, for QPR because we went into administration he was the highest played person left at the club we ended up getting compensation from QPR for that um, you yeah, know so you could say that he kind of helped us out a little bit by by moving on yeah. uh, and then he then he um, stepped in uh, after after Pulis walked and uh, had a few games um, for us in the Premier League, which I think he, I can't remember how many games he had now, um, but he kept us on a bit of an even kill. He, he he did all right for the most part to get us through a, a sticky period after being left in the lurch uh, by another manager. So I, I don't have any grudges against him. I, I don't mind the guy to be honest. I know a lot of other fans read a, a fair bit more into it and uh, really do have some hatred, but. I know I've got a lot of time for the guy. He, he came in, did, did a decent job twice for Palace, um, and, and both situations were quite difficult, you know, uh, at, at the club at the time. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I would, I'd stand up and give him a round of applause on Saturday when he comes out. I, I don't have any issues with him at all. There might be a few critical uh, or a few boos here and there, but I think you probably get that with with, uh, with a lot of fans. Maybe maybe because it's Christmas and the timing of the game is uh, is about right that there'll be a bit of Christmas cheer and uh, and hopefully he get a good uh, good reception. He's a classic pantomime villain, isn't he? He is. He really <laughs> is. Yeah. I mean, whether whether the game will end like that, I don't, yeah. I don't know uh, as the game goes on. But um, but yeah, I I like I like I like Neil. He's one of the you know, one of the last old managers, really. That uh, you know, you want you want characters in the Premier League. You don't want to get rid of uh, uh, some of the characters. You don't want them to be too too media trained. You want them to you know give yeah. a bit of fun here and there. So yeah, I don't mind that at all. Well, that's a view from the Indian first, an opposition fan being being positive about Neil Warnock. <laughs> <laughs> but on the pitch, obviously, it's, it's two wins from two now with the, with the Leicester um, mm. win and the Man City win with Chelsea up. On uh, on the thirtieth, you, yeah. surely you're looking at this game thinking this is three points for us. No disrespect, but I think you know we. Andros Townsend tweeted on Saturday night to say that that City win means nothing if we don't get a result on Boxing Day, which I think you know, I think is a really fair comment. Yeah. You know, you go out there and do all the hard work, and then you lose to 
a newly promoted side, um, it, it, it's, you would expect to, you know, for, for Palace to go out and get a win on Saturday. Uh, sorry, on I mean, I, I forgot what day it is. I think yeah. that's just a Christmas <laughs> thing, isn't it? On on Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, but the thing is, no game is easy in the Premier League. It really isn't. I mean, we had Burnley come to Sellers a few weeks ago. You know, Burnley were really out of sorts and, and really battled hard for, uh, you know, for that game. And, um, you know, we, we played really well. But just, again, we, we couldn't get the ball into the net. Um, obviously, we've gone to City and scored three goals without a striker. So who needs a striker <laughs> um, after all of our uh, complaints during the season? So, um Got no doubts it's going to be a tough game. You know, Neil Warnock is is Neil Warnock. We know we know what he can motivate teams to do. You know, this would be this would be a game that you know he would have focused on getting at least a point out of. You know, really as a, as a team that they pro, you guys would probably expect to be um, in the bottom half of the table, perhaps. Um, it, I'd be interested to know what what the opposition fans think of Palace at the moment because we're so uh, you know. Uh, sort of Jekyll and Hyde at the moment just in terms of uh, you know how we've been playing and getting results you know one minute we can look like we can pull away from the bottom three and then the next minute we we go on a two game uh, two game loss so yeah there's no doubt it's going to be a tough game um, but I think you know a lot of fans are thinking and, and Rojo should be thinking the very same that you know we need to follow up that win at City you know with a win against you guys um, otherwise you know it kind of takes the sting out of it a little bit yeah, from from a Cardiff point of view, I think that, um, like I said, Palace have been sort of a bit of Jekyll and Hyde. And mm. if the game was was at home at the Cardiff City Stadium, I think we would all definitely fancy our chances. You know, we've, yeah. we've been very good at home, but yeah. away from home, we we've really struggled, and we we're yet to win win an away game. And uh, I think a lot of Cardiff fans will be have that in, in one part of their mind, mm. and also conscious mm. of the quality that that Palace do possess. So it'll be a tough game. And and I think, I mean, earlier on in the pod, I we. We got a Cardiff fan on it, and we gave our predictions. and And Beth said a three-two win for Cardiff. I said a one-one draw. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm interested. What what would your score prediction be? Oh, it's, I, th- I I think we I think we'll be fired up for this. I think yeah, Andros, Andros's comments just kind of proved that you know they they won't they they won't have taken the city game the city win for granted you know yep celebrate that on the day but you know go straight back in for the for the next game and you know be professional about it um i i think they will follow it up with a win and it won't be easy i think it'd be something like 2-1 i i think it'd be tight you know cardiff are yeah warnock will have you guys well set for for the game um but i think we will just squeeze a 2-1 win out of this one just really to to, to hammer home the result on Saturday and uh, and, and the good feeling that's around the club after that result. Yeah, certainly be an interesting game. Jay, mm. It's Christmas Eve, so I don't want to keep you too much longer. As a Palace fan, when I think, what is on your Christmas wish list? A striker. Striker. <laughs> and any names linked? Any names? Ah, oh, do you know what the transfer window just drives me crazy because you get linked with with you know everybody. Um, yeah, I, I've been trying to pinpoint somebody. I, it, it's got if we want somebody that know it's got a bit of know-how in the Premier League, it's got to be somebody that's not not really featuring for their side at the moment. Um, we've had a few names mentioned, such as Andy Carroll. Maybe is not getting in the West Ham side, but he's so injury prone. We can't have any more injury prone players. Yeah. Um, the other one would be uh, Fernando Lorente, who's not getting game time at Spurs. You know, perhaps a loan deal for somebody like that. Okay. You know, who knows where the goal is. Um, Elsewhere, I wouldn't mind taking a gamble on somebody from the championship. Uh, there's a 
uh, there's a striker at Brentford, which I think is, uh, has been pulling up a few trees. So somebody like that is, you know, go back to what we used to do and, and try and find a bit of a diamond, you know, from the lower leagues a little bit, you know, to give them a, a bit of a shot. Bradley Dack at Blackburn is another name which has been mentioned as well. I, I'm all for that kind of thing to give somebody, you know, the opportunity at Premier League level from a lower division. Um, perhaps I know sometimes people question, you know, how, you know whether you know, players have the quality to make that step up, but you know, until you give them a chance and you don't really know, do you? So um, yeah. it's a difficult one. But yeah, I, I think on my on my, my wish list as a striker to make things a little bit easier for us in games. <laughs> I'm sure uh, sure plenty of Cardiff fans will have that on their wish list as well. Listen, <laughs> Jake, first of all, Merry Christmas to, to all of you at the Eagles Beak from us at View from the Indian and uh, enjoy the game. Thank you, Scott. And it's very same to you guys. Thanks a lot. Do that. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to View from the Ninian. We're for fans, by fans. You can catch more content like this at viewfromtheninian.com. And let us know what you think. We're on Facebook and on Twitter. Come on, City!